I'm a speaker, but should I be writing also? Hmm. Let's talk about it. It's another episode of the RK3 Show. I'm Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me, and it's time to learn again. That's one of the things I love about doing this. I get to speak to some great people, and I learn so much every doggone time, every time. Now, one of the biggest things keeping people back is an unwillingness to continually open themselves up to learning. Sure, they might say... I'm open to learning, Robert, but what do your actions say? Are you constantly fighting to do things the old way? Are you watching TV reruns? Are you just keeping yourself busy by scrolling someone else's feed? Or are you allowing time for mental creativity? Are you reading? Are you out doing something? What are you up to? What are you doing? Like doing action. What actions are you taking? Anyway, welcome to episode 21 of the show. I just wanted to take a quick second to remind you about episode 20, though. We talked with Tom Schwab, who shared how to use podcasts to build your business, and I hope you enjoyed that. If you missed it, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Download episode 20 and get some knowledge. If you happen to not find the RK3 show on your favorite directory, let me know and we'll get that fixed. But then if it's not your favorite directory, if it's not on your favorite directory, how would you be listening to it here? Okay, that's another story. (laughs) Gotta fix that too. Anyway, find the episode, download it, and let me know your thoughts about it. Or you can just go over to therk3show.com. Quick resource, as I do sometimes... I share a quick resource I use in my business. Have you ever needed to do evaluations or surveys? I have, and I do it all the time. As a matter of fact, every time I get to the end of one of my speaking engagements or workshops, I do a survey to collect data. But sometimes the surveys can get a little bit boring. They look the same. So I spice up how my evaluations look by using a tool known as SurveySparrow. Survey Sparrow. If someone is taking your evaluations on their phone, especially, the Survey Sparrow interface makes it look like a real time conversation. And that's a bit more fun. Okay, so check out Survey Sparrow by going to SurveySparrow.com. SurveySparrow.com. The link is in the show notes. Let's jump into the show. Today, my guest is Diana Boer. Diana is one of the top 100 minds in personal development, according to Leadership Excellence Magazine, a member of the National Speakers Association Speaker Hall of Fame. And she's the founder of Boer Consultants, a communication training firm and the founder of Boer Research Institute. Diana's got a story. Let's tell it. Diana. How on earth are you today? I am great. It's a great day. 
All right. Good. Listen, I'm so happy, so glad that you could join us today. And one of the things that we want to talk about today, we're going to talk about your book. You've got something coming out in June called Faster, Fewer, Better Emails. Tell us a little bit about that right up at the top here. Well, most people are running from their email box, right? It's overflowing yeah. and it's draining them emotionally this, and, and physically. They're spending time on it. It's about how to get systems in place and better habits to do better email and get it out of your inbox, out of your inbox every night. Excellent. Excellent. So you've got this book coming out, but you've got 48 other books that you've already written. I just mentioned this to somebody just before you came on and their question to me was, how the heck does somebody even have time to write 48 books? <laughs> T- tell me a little bit about that. Well, I, I have a system, actually. Okay. Uh, I, I do have a system. And once I found out that most, my agent told me, most writers write one book every two or three years. And I write a couple of books every year. <laughs> he said, that's a, real, that's a real anomaly. It's just uh, a way of immersing myself in the subject. Once I go into a Fortune 500 company and client and find out what that problem is, and I do that for several different clients, it's on my mind and I have that solution and I want to right. put it in a system. So you may not be able to reveal your entire system to us today, but can you share with us a little bit of, of, of how you make that happen? I mean, you, you're saying you don't have a, you have a system which keeps you from reaching, right, reaching writer's block or, or experiencing writer's block that some writers experience. How, how do you tell us a little bit about that system? Well, you know, if you're really, living by your words, like uh-huh. writers, you can't afford to have writer's block. You, you really right. can't. And there's really 12 steps to it. And I have, I've spoken on that a lot of different places. And, yeah. I, and you're right. I can't go through the whole 12 steps, but I, I do have a website they can go to to find those 12 steps. And I've got some 10 tips. In fact, on those, right. they can download for free if they want to go there. But let me give you the secret that helps most people. They say, ah, oh, I've been working on this for five years or eight years or whatever. And this is the one that people come back and say, this is what unlocked the key for me. And that is what I call writing marathons. And that is don't try to keep up with your other work, your other routine. Set aside four days or a long weekend or two weeks of your vacation or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and do nothing but write that book so you can mentally get into it. For example, a typical day when I'm in this writing marathon would be to get up and immediately go to the computer. I mean, don't brush your teeth, don't get dressed, whatever. Go immediately go to your computer, turn it on, and you write from six o'clock to eight o'clock. And then you got to get up, okay, and get dressed, brush your teeth, take take your functional breaks during that day to take to be away from the computer, to take a mental break. And then maybe you're eating breakfast at 10 o'clock and you go back and you write two or three hours and then maybe you do get up and do exercise for 15 minutes and you right. sit back down and you write another two or three hours. That way you get about 14 to 16 hours of writing, yet you get some breaks because your break is to brush your teeth, get dressed, do exercise, eat breakfast, eat lunch, eat dinner, etc. So you write from 6 in the morning to 11 at night. You call it at 1 o'clock, tell your assistant, or if you don't have an assistant, you, you pick up your email answer really quickly and then you do it right at 11 o'clock before you go to bed and it's waiting for whoever the next morning and you're totally immersed and you can write a book. Now I'm not talking about research, Mm -hmm. but you can write draft your book 
in seven days, 12 days for most books. And and that's a long book. You can get it done in those few days. And that's, that's the secret for most people is that writing marathon. So that sounds good in theory. It sounds easy to say, but do you, I mean, most people would think, my gosh, I don't know if I could come up with that much information. I mean, how do I sit down for 12 straight hours and just constantly pour out? Ah, you're leading me to the next tip. And the the second best thing that helps people is you always want to plan for it first. I mean, think about it. You don't go on vacation without planning where you're going to go, where you're going to spend the night, (laughs) you know, what, where the stops are going to be. If you, you know, pile a bunch of kids in the car and you, you don't just start off writing. I mean, start off driving for two weeks vacation. Well, you want to put that same amount of planning into your book. It may take you six months that you've been thinking about it. You know what your point is. And as you think about chapters, you, you know, you can just scratch it down on a sheet of paper. or Maybe you've got a file that you just throw an idea in. So you plan it out. I've got a chapter on this. You've got an idea on this. You write it on a napkin. You write it on a post-it note and throw it in folders. And pretty soon some themes will come to mind and those become your chapters. So, you know, one Saturday morning you get it out and you say, okay, here, I'm looking through all these notes here. I see 10 chapters evolving here. And then you start throwing those in some folders. So you'll have a plan when you start. So the key is organize First, you can organize that at any point. So when you get to that point of that marathon, you actually have the blueprint, just like building a house. You don't start off, okay, here's my hammer and nails. Now, what am I going to do today? You've got the blueprint drawn. And when you get ready to pour the foundation, you know where you're going with it. And same thing with the book. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Hey, folks, while we have a little break, I wanted to remind you of a couple of things. Number one, my guest, Diana Boer, has a new release called Faster, Fewer, Better Emails. That's Faster, Fewer, Better Emails. Manage the volume, reduce the stress, love the results. Okay, Faster, Fewer, Better Emails, and that's on Amazon.com, and the link will be in the show notes. Also, if you have any questions and you want to hear them answered on this show, shoot me a voicemail. Go to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. That's robertkennedy, the number three, dot com forward slash voicemail. I'll play the voicemail on the show and answer your question. How's that for getting on the radio? Now, let's get back to the show. So I looked on your website and I was going through your bio. And one of the things that you mentioned was your one of your early books. You, you put together a book proposal. You wrote and you put together a book proposal. Now, we've got Amazon. We've got Barnes & Noble. We've got Lulu. We've got Book Baby. We've got all of these options available for self-publishing and all these other things. Does doing a book proposal, is that the way we should still do it now? Uh, absolutely. I, I, I strongly advocate traditional publishing. I haven't self-published any of my books. Wow. I, I know some people do that, but I, I don't. Uh, and I talk about why. In fact, uh, about uh, a month ago, I wrote a, a post, a blog post on analyzing the actual economics of, and not only the economics, but the um, the, the, the uh, other reasons, the marketing reasons, the career advantages of traditional publishing over self-publishing. But however you choose, you know, whatever your path is, 
there, there are things you want to consider. And I, and I analyze those. And that post is called Myths Versus um, Facts in Writing and Self-Publishing. So you could look there. But uh, you ask about the book proposal specifically. You must have a book proposal if you're going to publish with a traditional publisher. That's the way they operate. You know, I mean, you don't just call up somebody and say, hey, you want to go to coffee? I mean, a, a, an editor, their book, you know, they're, they're focused on the, the visual. That's their visually, their visual people. That's yeah. how they buy. Because everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who invites them to a party. And that might get you the initial connection. Right. But once they get that connection, they have to convince their team to spend big bucks to pay you in advance up front. They're going to pay you before you ever write the book. Right. And so to be convinced that you deserve that advance, they need to see something on paper because they're going to circulate it around their company. They're going to send it around to everybody at Simon & Schuster on that marketing team or everybody around Penguin Random House and say, hey, this is the book. This is the idea. This is that a writer's platform. This is their connections. These are their fans. Is it worth paying them this much money up front? Do we want to take this risk? So you've got to have a proposal to go to them. Right. So we've been spending a lot of time talking about the writing here, but you are also, you're a communications expert and you speak to organizations about, you've got a book called Communicating with Confidence. You've got another one communicating like a leader, or I think I'm getting that close to correct. What? So what, is the difference between you as a speaker who's got these book materials and somebody else who's just a speaker who doesn't have all of that? What, what, how does that, what's the difference between you and that person in a company or organization hiring you? Well, they work together. They, they, the two careers feed each other. If you are a speaker, the the book gives you um, clout. It gives you it's it's your brand, uh, and it, there are advantages do it, of doing one or the other first. Uh, if you speak to fine tune your message before you write the book, that has advantages, of course, because you can always modify. You know, you you try this idea and it doesn't quite hit the target. You know, people are saying, "Well, you really didn't answer this question," or. Uh, that, that really is kind of offensive the way you worded that. And you have a chance to a do over next week when you speak or next month, when you go speak to another group, you can do it. And ah, everybody goes, Oh, now I get it. So you have your chance to redo that message, rephrase it, uh, reshape it before you put it in writing and send it out to the world. So that has advantages to go out there and make sure it works and resonates before you put it in writing, because that's really hard to change. On the other hand, some people have been out there. They've been practicing. They have a consulting practice. They've worked in a major company. They know what they're saying works. They've solved a lot of problems. They already have that clout, and they have a big following. For example, they've been the vice president of sales and marketing at a big Fortune 500 company, yeah. and they, they are ready to write that book. And immediately when they do, a publisher is going to pay them big bucks, and that alone gets them the speaking engagements. Whereas if they didn't have the book and they didn't have the following, they would find it very hard to get the speaking engagements until they had the book. So it just depends on someone's um, credibility and what their credentials are when they start, where, which direction they should start out, uh, what path they should start out. Wow. So what would you say is, and we'll kind of wrap here as well, what would you say is 
one of the pivotal moments for you in in your career as a communications expert? What's what's one moment that really made a big difference for you? I can't say that there is one one moment uh, other than when um, Encyclopedia Britannica came to me and said. Uh, we think you're the best known communication expert in the country and we want to support your work and turn it into video in that one year. And we want you to stand in our booth trade show booth every time we go to a trade show and sign books and, and whatever. And we're going to turn your work into a, a video. We're doing um, Rosabeth Moss Cantor, who happened to be, you know, at um, Harvard at that point and uh, Deming. And so they did my work in Deming and Rosabeth Moss Cantor. So it was, didn't hurt, of course, to be on the, on the stages with them. And then at that same year, I had three other uh, other platforms or formats like video and audio who, who, who bought the sub rights to my books. And being in a lot of different formats really helped at that point. And that was sort of a, a pivotal moment. It's like getting the good, good housekeeping stamp of approval, so to speak, on your on your books. And that yeah. that was that was pivotal, I think. Yeah. So then if, if somebody is early stage and they've 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 come to one of your engagements and they're saying to you miss boer uh miss boer what is the best way what's the thing that i need to do next if i want to maybe be thought of as an influencer or if i really want to expand my platform what, what would you suggest to them to do i think they they need to write a book because they need yep. to have that prestige and i think it needs to be traditionally published excellent Excellent. Because anybody can self-publish today. Any, anybody can put a book on Amazon in 24 hours. It will be up there. But to yep. really distinguish yourself today, I think it has to be, have that third party. It's that third party saying you're the expert in this field. That really matters. All right. Thank you. What, where can people find you or connect with you more online? Boerresearch.com. Just like my name, B-O-O-H-E-R. Like boo her, except I hope they don't. <laughs> Boerresearch.com. And there you have it, speaking or writing. The answer is both. Do both. One will support the other. If you're a speaker, writing helps them take a little bit of you home with them. If you're a writer, you've got to be able to speak up about what you do. And so do both, speak and write. And speaking of speaking and writing, I want you to join me in the Speak Right Now community where I share thoughts on speaking and writing every day. So hop on over to Facebook and search the Speak Right Now community and I'll open the door for you. Okay, that's Speak Right Now, right as in W-R-I-T-E, the Speak Right Now community. I'll keep the light on. (laughs) Have you subscribed to the show? Make sure you do. And don't forget to leave a review. We need you to make this thing go. So don't forget to tell your people, your people, your peeps to go over to Apple Podcasts to leave a ranking rating and a review for the show. That helps us reach more ears, more bodies, more listeners. Also, you can listen to the show on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, and soon iHeartRadio. Feel free to show us some love there, too. I hope you had fun. Fun, fun today. I hope you learned something. And most of all, I hope you were compelled to jump out of your comfort zone and share your story. And if I can be helpful to you in that process, let me know. Hop on over to robertkennedy3.com. Hey, y'all, don't forget everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy the Third, RK3, and you've been listening to... The R-